if you had to put an age on this, if you had to say, hey, this is six year, this is eight year, this is 10 year, what would you think? I don't know if I'd put an age on it. I'd probably give it a give it a name. Yeah. I'd call it the Hank Hank Jr. bourbon. Hank Jr. Or something bourbon. like that. You know, like you know, I think that Henry McKenna is like a Johnny Cash. Um but then you got Hank Jr. that just kicked the stage lights out and must let's let her rip. <laughs> that's that's this bourbon right here. It's pretty good bourbon. Maybe I think I, maybe I'll just start giving bourbons that drink country names. Welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of The Bourbon Road. Find out more about their fine rustic furniture at logheadshomecenter.com. Hey Mike, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Well, let's uh, let's introduce ourselves to our listeners. You think we need to? I don't know. I, do they really? Do they know us? We might have some new listeners. We might. So I'm Jim Shannon, and I'm Mike Hyatt, and this is the Bourbon Road. And today we're just kicking back in uh, in my basement, just hanging out. It's a good day. It's a good day to hide down in the basement. It's, I think it's the last day. It's October, but it's the last day of. I'd say summer. It's it's ninety something degrees out there. Yeah. Now I, I I did work today, but you, on the other hand, you did not work today. I didn't. I went into Louisville with my wife, and uh, she took me to Zegs there off of uh, Shelbyville Road. And somebody who doesn't know what Zegs is. What's Zegs? It's a breakfast place. I guess you you can get some stuff besides breakfast, but they have some monster mimosas there. Yeah. Uh, I know. You know, you're we're on a bourbon show, and you don't think mimosa, but uh. And we got another story on down the line for that, but they got some 22 ounce mimosas and they were delicious. And then I had a, uh, an omelet and Vivian, I don't, she had this, a pretty nice dish there. So if you're in Louisville and you know, great place to eat breakfast and have a giant mimosa for breakfast any day of the week, um, go to Zegs and try them out. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about why we've decided just to hang out today and have a few drinks and chit chat in the basement uh, not go out and visit anybody or, or have an interview. Just just you and I just hanging out. Uh, kind of what's our plan here? Well, I think you got a couple of bottles of uh, that needed to be emptied. When my bottles get down really low, I mean when when I say really low, I mean about you know a shot or two left in the bottom. I might just toss them in the um, in the infinity bottle. But uh, I did that the other day. I went through my my bottles and I found a few that needed to be, be gotten rid of and I put them in the infinity bottle. But then I got a few that, you know, they got a few pours left, you know, just a few pours left and then maybe they're going to be ready for the infinity bottle. So, uh, today we're cleaning out the bar, cleaning out. We started with this, uh, we're starting with this already, already started. I dozed a little bit, this Jim Beam black. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute since I had Jim Beam Black, but the last Jim Beam expression that I had was the repeal batch, and uh, yeah, I thought that was really good. Now, I've had black before, and what do they say about the black? It's extra aged. Yeah, that's what they say, but they don't they don't tell you the age on it, um, which to me would be a little bit odd. But um, it's definitely full bodied, and like they they that's what they say, and it's smooth caramel. Warm oak notes. I think that's uh, pretty correct on this. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So what's the proof on it? It's a uh, 83 proof or 86 proof bourbon. Now, it's definitely got a, a good amount of caramel, but I, I would say more oak than caramel on the nose. Oh, I'd agree with you. At 83 proof, let's go ahead and taste it and see if it's a bit thin or not. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So it... Uh, I mean, it's good. It's it, it's very tasty. Not a whole lot of pepper on the back end there. Just a slight hint of pepper. But I get I do to get that oak. Yeah, it's uh, a little drying on the center palate. 
It is. Uh, but I don't, I would say the finish is um, short to medium. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a, I think it's enjoyable. I don't know about the extra age. You know, you look at it, it's not that, it's really not that dark in the glass. Now we're sitting down here in the basement and the lights are pretty bright down in here, but uh, it still to me is not that dark, rich color to it. But I will say this, I, I definitely like this better than their standard offering. I think this is, uh, it's a step above. The black is definitely got a little more character to it. Yeah. I think uh, the good thing about this bourbon is it's not going to hurt your wallet too bad. Have you seen it in the store lately? I have. I think it was twenty one ninety seven is what they were offering it for. Not a bad price for uh, for this bourbon. You know, they say it's world's highest rated bourbon on here. They're, I guess they're pretty proud of that. Um, well, they sell a few bottles, don't they? Yeah, they. I'd say they sell a little bit. You know how I kind of feel like that. You know, you everybody puts stickers and branding on their stuff. And um, to me, I always like to just let the bourbon speak for itself. Yeah. If it's a good bourbon, then it's then it's a good bourbon. And my idea of a good bourbon, it might be different than yours or our listeners out there. Well, another reason I think it was good for us to to, to sit down and just chit chat a bit. You know, we've we've had a few distillers on lately. We've got another one that's releasing here shortly, but it seems like we were uh, getting into a habit of interviewing a lot of industry people, and it just seemed like a good time for us just to sit down and chit chat and drink a little bourbon together, and maybe get away from that for a minute and and talk about uh, some different bourbons. Yeah, I think uh, you know we were kind of. We had pulled off that bourbon road where we saying, you know, we we're experiencing the bourbon culture and we just were, we were doing some just industry, um, but we're, we're trying to get back on that bourbon road and, and uh, let our listeners hear some different stuff and hear us just talk, talk to each other and kind of chew the, chew the fat a little bit, I guess you'd say. Right. Um, and I, we would like some listeners to send some questions into us or send some ideas into us. You know, we want to, we want to hear your bourbon road yeah so we um we've mentioned it before we've got this facebook group it's a closed group but anybody can join yeah it's called the bourbon roadies and it's just a place where we hang out mike you're in there a lot of times and you're just asking questions and and posting a little bit here and there and chatting with people and we've got about 40 about 40 members now yeah we got 40 40 members and We'd like them to comment a little bit more in there, uh, interact a little bit more. We do we got some folks in there that they'll start a conversation for us. And, uh, you know, Vern, I think he's up in Ohio. He, he'll he throw it out there for us sometimes. Well, it's a, it's a nice place for, you know, you guys to come in and, and uh, ask us a few questions. Maybe we'll get to it on a show. That'd be nice. Or if you've got an idea on uh, something you'd like us to review or maybe somebody you'd like us to talk to, it's easy to get to. You can go to our Facebook page, The Bourbon Road, and on there where it mentions our group, you can go to the group, The Bourbon Roadies. And uh, if you uh, ask to join, it'll ask you a couple of questions. And, folks, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) These are questions you know the answers to. Are you 21, for example? Things like that. So um, join up. We'll get you approved, get you in there, and uh, you can start chatting with us a little bit. We'd like to see some more people in there. Forty's great. Don't get me wrong. That's that's a good number of people, I think, for as short of we, as we've been doing this. I'd like to see somewhere around like twenty, thirty thousand. I guess you know, I, <laughs> I want questions from everywhere <laughs> across the world. You know, I, if you're not a, a member of that roadies group, like Jim said, go in there and and ask to join. And um, I, I I know we got listeners in Japan and we got listeners over in Europe right now. And Australia's blowing up right now for us. Yeah. So, I, hey, yeah. if you're out in one of those countries and you want to ask us a question, hit us up and join that group. And that's a good way to get a hold of us. Or, I mean, once we get enough people interacting, then we'll look at doing some live stuff. Maybe, you know, yeah. maybe even give away some, uh, some, some free, uh, Swag, some swag, some bourbon road swag in the future. There you go. Right now we're just giving away, giving away business cards. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it was a busy month in September for, uh, for Kentucky and Louisville and uh, Barstown, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, we were real busy. I know that we were bouncing around trying to do a lot of things and, um, we didn't get to bourbon and beyond this year, even though we wanted to, but we had, uh, we had some other stuff going on that we had to take care of. 
but we did get down to Bardstown to the bourbon festival. And, uh, that was a blast. Had a good time there. It was a great time. I got introduced to, uh, bourbon mimosas down there. Yeah. And I'll tell you, we're about to take a trip down to Nashville. And I think in a car ride down there, we're going to have some bourbon mimosas for my birthday. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. Well, we had bourbon mimosas on the show. This was, uh, pre Mike. This was (laughs) probably back. You came on around episode 18. Is that right? I came on as a guest, I think, episode 18. Okay. So I think it was maybe episode three or four. We had, uh, Jeff Irish on and, uh. And he actually brought bourbon mimosas uh, for the second pour, I guess, second pour part B, because he brought two. But, uh, and he made those with uh, Rittenhouse Rye. I remember that. So, man, that, it's, that's some good stuff. I was, I was surprised the, the city leaders were there at the breakfast and uh, we're sitting down with them and just talking and um, looked over there, big old jug of juice over there. And they come over here and get a, Bourbon mimosa with your breakfast. That was that was great. Ten dollar breakfast, all you could eat: sausage, eggs, biscuits, gravy. You couldn't go wrong there. And, bur- sure. and bourbon mimosas. And bourbon mimosas. I, I thought I was getting orange juice for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great festival down there, and then we went over and had lunch uh, that same day. We uh, the uh, Barstown Bourbon, Barstown Bourbon Company, right? Yeah. At the uh, bottle and bond kitchen. kitchen, and uh, with two other uh, another podcast and a uh, YouTube channel. channel, yeah. So we 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 met up with uh, with the Bourbon Lens podcast, and we met up with the Mash and Drum Whiskey Room, which is a YouTube channel, and uh, sat around and drank dusty dusty bourbons and and ate good food. It was really nice with with a little bitty ketchup. I had fries and. They brought me this. It, I tell you, folks, it barely fit in my palm of my hand. It's it was tiny, and I'd rather just had a couple ketchup packets. It was it was super small. It's kind of funny. We laughed over it a lot that day. Um, it was good fries, good food there. Um, you won't go wrong visiting them. Yeah. So we got to attend a um, a seminar on um, uh, bourbon maturation with the. Uh, um, Moonshine University people, the people from the Stave and Thieves Society. And uh, that was really nice. We got to tour the um, the Getz Museum, uh, which was really kind of cool. Uh, we got to, what else did we do down there? We got to listen to uh, Fred and Freddie No chit chat. On the, on the stage the, of Steve Coombs. With, I, yeah. It's quite enjoyable to listen to, to the No's uh, talk about bourbon and um, listen to Fred give Freddie a a pretty hard time on stage and he is, he is as uh straightforward as you can come. I, I guess was the way to tell you about Fred. Right. Um, the way I saw it anyways, he, he was quite funny. Now we've had Steve on the show just for a short interview before, but I think, you know, he's, he's a heck of a interviewer. I mean, he, he, he did a great job that day. I thought he's laughing a lot. He, he couldn't <laughs> stop laughing up there. Well, Fred, Fred, no, will make you bust your gut with oh, laughing. Yeah. So oh, he's yeah. a very funny guy. But uh, yeah, I'd love to get Steve on again. Um, and maybe next time we can uh, sit down with him for an hour and, and really dive into what he does. And uh, pretty cool guy. Yeah. He's a another guy that was just straightforward. And um, I like that about the bourbon industry, the bourbon culture, that most people will just sit down and talk to you. They don't, they're not, to me, too big for their britches. They don't, think too much of themselves and i love that you know yeah. maybe that's just kentucky well we're sitting here talking about fred and fred you know and 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 jim beam and while we're drinking on this jim beam black and uh, i just kind of want to summarize my feelings on it a little bit let's do it i think it's um it's definitely a step up from their standard offering i think it is uh it's a little oaky it's kind of drying on the mid palate it doesn't have a long finish but what it does have is it's good. It's enjoyable. Um, you know, this is uh, for the price, I think, is a good value. I think it's a good bourbon. I think you can sip this or you can mix it. Personally, uh, I don't see a reason why I wouldn't keep a bottle of this on my bar. I mean, I have a bottle on my bar. I don't see a reason why I wouldn't have another bottle, you know? Yeah, I think uh, it's a good bottle to to go out there and get, you know, and just keep on your shelf for, for guests or, like you said, mixing. 
it is it is a little oakier than their their standard and it does have a um that still has a caramel goodness to it i think it might stand out in a mule i think you know oh yeah yeah all right so uh, i finished off my jim bean black now and what do we got next here mike it's my old Forester 1910. All right, let's pour a little bit. Some of that old fine whiskey. Yeah. So this is something that they came out with uh, last year and uh, kind of underestimated the market on it just a little bit. And it uh, didn't last on the shelves too long. No, I'd say it's uh, it's it's not easy to find. You can find it. Yeah. Um, You can find it at Churchill Downs. We know that for a fact. That's right. That's right. So we went to Churchill Downs for an event one day, and uh, we were in one of the suites upstairs, and a lady came in and said, what do you what do you fellas want to drink? And we looked at the menu, and they're not cheap. The bottles are not cheap there. You know, and they had that uh, old Forester, uh, I think the signature yeah. on there. And it was, uh, I don't know, the bottle of it was like $70 or $80, which was reasonable, you know, for getting it at the, at the Churchill Downs. But she came back and said, uh, we don't have any of that in stock right now. Would you take a 1910 in its place for the same price? And we're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't. Was there a drop left in that bottle? No, we finished it off. And I think there was only four or five of us drinking it. So. Yeah, some good stuff. It was good. Well, let's, let's try this bottle right here and let's see how it tastes. All right. Now, this is the, this is the second release of Old Forester 1910. So, you know, last year, like I said, they released it and it it really caught on quick and they sold out of stocks almost everywhere pretty fast. And people are kind of upset they couldn't get their hands on it. So yeah. this is this year's release. And uh, they promise that there's a lot more stock this time. Now, this is an oaky. This is definitely an oaky, uh, smoky, barrel finished kind of bourbon a little less pepper on this one but it's 93 proof so you you would expect a little less pepper now the story behind the 1910 is there was some sort of a, a factory event a fire uh, something something took place back in 1910 at the old forester distillery and they had to uh tank and rebarrel some whiskey. And in that process, I guess the claim there is it was the first double barreled whiskey, right? They got a little story on the front about it. Well, this is a very dark liquid uh, compared to uh, what we just finished with the Jim Beam Black. This is uh, much darker, uh, but that's because it's spent, it's spent a little time in a second barrel, second charred barrel. I'd say this is even a little sweeter than than that gem bean. It is. I think it's picking up those those wood sugars from that second barrel. It's definitely got a little bit more caramel to it. Um, it's a little uh, more syrupy kind of, I think. But it's definitely got that charred oak punch, I would say, to it. Yeah. I. Uh, <clears throat> it's got some legs on it. And the proof on this is what? 93. 93. Okay, about 10 proof higher than the last one. Yeah, the last one was 86. Eight, so, 86. Or 83. No, it was 86. We Now we're bumped it up to 90. 93. So just a little under 10. But still, to me, it, it's not hot. It's, it's still good drinking whiskey. I'm getting a little fruit and a little honey on it, too. But I would say that the, the caramel, the vanilla, and the oak just very prominent on it i get that that when i was a little kid i'd you know you're walking along a fence row and you see some of that honeysuckle and you chew on some of that honeysuckle i get a little bit of that yeah bring me back to my childhood there i you know this is this is a good bourbon i would like to do it i'd, I'd like to do a blind side by side sometime with the 1920 the only problem for me is that the 1920 is 115 proof or 110 proof. I don't remember what it is. 110, 115 proof. And this is 93. So the proof would probably give it away. But uh, I think it'd make a good good blind. I'd like to take a like four or five of their products and do a blind. Like just to see 
how much of a difference there really is. And I think you're right. The proof is probably going to set them apart, but I bet you there's not a whole lot of difference in them. Well, I've heard, I've heard that a few people that have taken the 1920 uh, in the 1910, and they've mixed them 50-50, and they call it a 1915. So and that's kind of a personal blend, you know, with the two. I haven't done that yet. I'd, I'd like to try it. Hmm. I think it might be good. You might have enough left in this bottle to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think I might have some 1920 over there, too. So so uh, <clears throat> we're going down to Nashville this weekend, right? Absolutely. Do a little honky-tonking? Taking the ladies with us. You got your boots cleaned up? My boots don't clean up. They're just rough. Just rough, huh? They're just rough, yeah. So I don't you, I don't have dress boots. But you don't but you don't wear boots every day. I don't. And I'm I'm a every day I'm probably except for today, it's ninety degrees outside, but usually every day I have a pair of boots on. I got my Birkenstocks on. Right <laughs> <laughs> Man, don't tell listeners that now. But like this bourbon drinker's wearing a pair of Birkenstocks. A little hippie. I am in my basement. So <laughs> So while we're down in Nashville, what are, what are we going to do? What else are we going to do down there? Are we going to try to see a distillery or two? Or? Well, you know, I, you did reach out to Heaven's Door, and they're not ready to receive people yet. Man, right? but how awesome would that be to try to get Bob Dylan on and talk to Bob Dylan about bourbon? But he's not there, right? I mean, is well, he? I, I think he lives down there in Nashville. I mean, he's, a, he? he's an artist. You yeah. Know? He's, uh, he's pretty famous for him and Johnny Cash collaborating together. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about that, but yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But uh, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery is down there. Yeah, we should try them out for sure. And they've got uh, they've got quite an operation down there. So yeah, that'd be a good place to go. They've got a lot of history behind the place. That is one uh, gift shop that I'd love to go to because I think the history is told kind of in the gift shop and the and maybe a little bit on the tour there, but you know, we might not have time for a tour. We might not be able to drag the ladies along with us, but I think that uh, that'd be a good thing to do. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to is a place called Robert's Western Wear right there on the strip. Yeah. Uh, um, and they have a fried bologna sandwich that is to die for. You can get that and a bag of Lay's chips and a PBR. And uh, I think now for $6. And I know PBR is not really um, high on a bourbon community right now because they came out with their own little product there, right? Right. But still, for, for $6, a bag of Lay's chips, a fried bologna sandwich, and, and the uh, PBR at the end of the night, it just sets the mood. So fried bologna, that's kind of a – it's if you've never had a fried bologna sandwich, you're thinking, are these guys crazy? Man, you're missing out if you've never had a fried bologna sandwich. Yeah. You never you never lived on a high horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fine cut of meat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, I grew up with that. That's something I grew up with. There's nothing wrong with that. I, you know, I think uh some people might turn their nose up to it, but like I said, you're missing out if you've never had one. Well, I've heard you talk all week about uh, your fried bologna sandwich at Western Wear and then of course uh Biscuit love, right? Biscuit love. We're going to try to get some biscuit love. We might even try to have some Hattie B's fried chicken. Yeah. Some Nashville hot chicken. Now, I mentioned Holler and Dash, but I don't know. We're going to make it over there. We can't do two biscuit places. It's only it's only going to be one night. Tomorrow night, actually, we're going to another distillery. Uh, we're going to Jephthah Creed, jamming at the Jephthah tomorrow night. Yep. Tonight, we're, we're going over to the Barrel Room here in Shelbyville, Kentucky. Have a couple beers, I think. Maybe even another bourbon. And last uh, night we were at JT's eating pizza and drinking beer. Yeah. I, it, you know, this is a four-day, five-day weekend for us. And Big Chief deserves a big weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about this uh, Old Forester 1910? Why don't you give me the rundown on it? You know, it's, uh, it, it's very smooth. Like I said, not over peppery. It's got that. Not burnt caramel, but uh, dark caramel. A little bit of chocolate in there, maybe. You get a little toasted marshmallow. Yeah, I, I I'm not a big. I guess I am a. I'm not a burnt marshmallow guy when I'm sitting around a fire. I'm a. I'm eat a marshmallow. I like to sit there and try to get it as toasted as possible, you know. So yeah, I could taste that. Um, the oakiness on this is not overpowering, in a. Still a great bottle. If you can find this, try to pick it up. But we still say, hey, if you can't afford it, you know, don't don't grab it. You know, I, I think I've seen 
I've seen the old Forester 1910, at least on this second release, anywhere between $55 and $65. So it seems like the price is a little bit higher this time because people realize that, hey, you know, got a little scarce the last time. And they, you know, so I would say pick it up. I think it's worth it. It's, uh, it's good. That might be over somebody's price. So like we said before, your money, your bourbon, your way. Right. You know? You know, but we're saying if you if you can afford it, then, you know, you say, hey, I want to go buy a bottle of whiskey in around that $50, $60 range. And you see this, I wouldn't I wouldn't skip a beat by buying it. Yeah, I don't think you'll be uh, too upset about it. And and certainly if you like the 1920, this is different. This is not the same by any means as the 1920 release, Uh, but they're both quality bourbons. And I think they both in that for me in that $50 range or so, whatever the price is, seems like it's, it's decent. I mean, it seems like a good pickup. So yeah. Let's uh, cheers. Let's finish this. Sucker cheers. Up. We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads home center for supporting this episode of the bourbon road. Logheads Home Center, nestled in the hills of Kentucky, is an industry leader in building handcrafted rustic furniture. Family owned and operated, they take pride in offering only the very best for their customers. The Logheads, and that's what they like to call themselves, are skilled woodcrafters who are passionate about creating rustic furniture for people who appreciate the beauty of natural wood. Owners Tommy and Gwen don't just sell the rustic lifestyle, they live it. And you can be sure that Logheads Furniture will always be handcrafted in Kentucky by artisans who embrace the simple way of life. Logheads Rustic Furniture is made from northern white cedar, a sustainable wood that's naturally rot and termite resistant. Its beauty and quality will add warmth to your earthy lifestyle for generations to come. Be sure to check out everything they have to offer at logheadshomecenter.com. And while you're at it, give Tommy and Gwen a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Logheads Home Center. finished off our little glass here of the 1910 and we're uh got another glass here sitting with the henry mckenna bottle and bond 10 year man hundred proof this is actually an older bottle it's been around for a while it's about time we finish it off but this is uh this particular bottle here uh was barreled on June 6th of 07. So that would make it a 2017 hitting the shelves bottle. So it's a couple of years old. Not not too old, but a couple of years on the shelves. So rightly so, it's getting a little low. Uh, barrel number 4648. For it being low, you poured a heavy pour. <laughs> um, I'm awful sorry about that, big big chief. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I, I already sipped on it. I'm Oh my God, this is some good bourbon. So I spilled a little bit on my hands when I was pouring it. And then, you know, it dries up and you, I, I bring my hands up to my nose. My hands are dry now, but I bring it up to my nose. And man, it's 100% over the top cinnamon toast crunch, granola, just cinnamon, sugar, butter, brown sugar. But that's that's just my hands. Let's see what the actual bourbon smells like. Man, I'm telling you, it's good. Man, I'm getting a little bit of a little bit of warehouse kind of musty, dusty kind of smell to it. Yeah, in the glass, it it definitely smells a little bit different, and it's yeah, um, in the Glencairn, right? The the nose on it will definitely fool you and thinking, well, I don't know if I'm gonna like this or not. But, you know, that's the great thing about single barrels. And the Henry McKenna Bottle and Bond is a single barrel Bottle and Bond. The great thing about that is is it's good and it's bad. I mean, the good thing is you never know what you're going to get. So it's kind of like opening a present on Christmas morning when you open a bottle of this stuff. Uh, The other thing is every now and then you'll get one that's not quite up to par. 
you know, but most of the time they're pretty darn good. I haven't had one that's bad yet. Maybe I'm just, maybe I got lucky every time. Yeah. I've had, I've had them that have. So I think I did a review a while back and I think I mentioned this on an earlier podcast, but you know, I, I did a review on the Henry McKenna bottled and bond. And I said, you know, sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're great. And sometimes they'll bring a tear to your eye. And uh, I haven't tasted this one yet, at least today. But let's see what. Uh, I, be, I beat you to the punch. Heaven Hill, um, they always seem to put out some great stuff, right? Yeah. They the They've market. got a lot of labels. A lot of labels. Now, what's the, do you know the story about Henry McKenna? And- you know, I really don't, honestly. I think that uh, it's probably worth a. Probably worth a blog article. What do you think, Mike? Maybe. We'll have to talk about Henry a little bit. Yeah, the Henry McKenna is a bottom shelf offering. You can find it just about any store in the country. But the bottle and bond is something that you have a hard time finding anymore since it's won so many awards. You better you better make a relationship with your local store owner or manager and make sure if you can get a bottle of this, I'll tell you for the price. And I think you can find anywhere from Thirty-five up to, you know, I think forty-five dollars is what you I think some places is a little higher. It just depends on yeah. the scarcity of it and how much demand. But you know, honestly, I think what happened with me was I had, um, I had a store owner, a local store owner that bought twenty or thirty cases of this stuff a few years ago. And that would have been probably twenty seventeen. And I got a bottle of it, and I thought, wow, they, you know, that's some delicious stuff. There was uh, two or three different barrels that he had in that 20 cases, and I asked him if I could build a couple of cases out of those different barrels. And he said, yeah, sure, no problem. So I went ahead and went through the cases, and I picked out three or four different barrels and built me a couple cases of it, and I stuck it in my storeroom down here in the basement, and I've been pulling from that for the last two years. Well, are you you're pretty lucky because yeah. you ain't gonna go find a bunch of cases of it now. Not anymore, not anymore. But you know, it's still it's still a good pick when you can get your hands on it. Um, what I what I guess the thing that kind of angers me about uh about this bourbon, and it's not the bourbon itself, but somewhat takes a beating on social media from people saying, Oh, it's not good bourbon. It's don't waste your money on it. Um, once again, Hey, your money, your bourbon, your way. Right. And I, I, I don't think I've ever went on social media. It's like, Oh, that's, that's trash bourbon or that's, I don't like it. Or, you know, there's a, there's a better way to say that, you know, to me, um, you know, both me and Jim drink bourbon and we both like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some bourbons that aren't in my profile. There's some things I drink where I'm like, you know, not really my thing, but I can understand where somebody else might really, that might be their jam. You yeah. Know? Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of younger bourbons, but I've had some younger bourbons that are really good. The Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond is something that, you know, you can always count on being pretty solid. I think it's, uh, it's always kind of a caramel, baking spice, rich, you know, allspice, butter, cinnamon kind of uh, notes to it. But sometimes a little bit more towards the baking spice, other times a little more towards the oak. But there's always uh, there's always a bit of a surprise with each bottle. A little cream brulee. Yeah. Man, yeah. that... Whenever I drink that, it is so this, especially this bottle right here, it's super smooth. Nice drinking, no, very little pepper on it at all. I could sit here and just sit and drink this all day long. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm down to a little bit less than a case now of it, and I've got two or three different barrels left. I, mean, I think maybe three different barrels left. My favorite so far is barrel 4416. This is barrel 4648. Good stuff. I got a couple of bottles at home. I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited to go see my son in um, December. He's uh, stationed with the Air Force down in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. And um, he loves some Blantons, but I want to introduce him to some different bourbons. And I'm going to take him one of these bottles right here. And um, hopefully he'll he'll have a great respect for it and, and enjoy it. 
You know, when we were um when we were down in Bardstown, we got to see a lot of the old labels, old old bottles. I think the old Henry McKenna bottles were a couple we saw up on the shelves there. Oh, yeah. I really I really would like to know kind of the history behind it. I think that would be kind of neat to find out, you know, a little bit about old Mr. Henry McKenna, who he was and what he did and I think that's a that's a cool thing about bourbon um and the bourbon culture and um learning about bourbon lore and stuff and I'm always as you know I'm always digging on on uh bourbon history and trying to find out about things this past week I spent a lot of time reading about TW Samuels and you know that as most probably some of our listeners have heard I that's one of my unicorns to get as a glass bottle um, brand new T.W. Samuels, which is hard to find here in Kentucky, even though it's made right here. Um, you could find it in, you know, the bigger plastic jug, right? You know, Scott from uh, Bourbon Lens, he found a bottle of it, but that was that was a dusty bottle, wasn't it? Yeah, he they 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 got me a little bit there. They they're like, oh, just this is just for you, Big Chief, and man, I got all excited. I was like, these guys are all right. You even told them thank you, didn't you? I, I, I did. <laughs> they, they, they definitely got me. So a little payback in the future, guys. A little bit, just a little bit of payback. Yeah. So I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot. I think that, you know, as we work our way up in proof, you know, my personal preference is higher proof bourbons. So as we work our way up in proof, I think I'm going to enjoy these a little bit more and more. This is our third one. We got another one after this. This right here is, for me, this is it. You know, 100 proof. And this isn't a weeder. You know, this isn't a wheat bourbon, right? No, this is a, this is a normal uh, rye bourbon. But it, boy, it is sweet. Or maybe that's because we had a couple pours already. But not. I usually am a pretty happy person when I start drinking a little bit of bourbon. Um well, what's left in this bottle right here after we have these pours is going to be perfect to add to my infinity bottle. Now, now for our listeners that are they're newer to drinking bourbon and they might not know, they might have bought themselves one or two because I know we got some new listeners that haven't drank bourbon before and they're just trying to freeze their way into it, right? Yeah, new, new bourbon drinkers. What exactly are we talking about? An infinity bottle. Okay, so um, as you drink down your bottles of bourbon – as the amount of air in the bottle gets to be a significantly larger portion than the amount of liquid left in the bottle. And let's say that the bottle gets down to about an inch in the bottom. You start to risk the, the possibility of oxidizing the bourbon or, or getting some off flavors in it as it ages. A lot of people will take the, the small amount left in the bottom of the bottle and they'll pour it into another bottle and, you know, they take the various bottles that they're finishing off and they just keep adding to that other bottle and they keep that other bottle near full. And that's called your infinity bottle. It basically is just a, a concoction of all the bourbons you've been drinking, whatever's left in the bottom of the bottles. And most people put the infinity symbol on that bottle, right? Or they'll label it their infinity bottle or whatever it is. Yeah, I've got a big infinity symbol, which is like a sideways eight yeah. on the front of my bottle. and. You know, right now my Infinity bottle is so tasty that I've actually been drinking it down a little bit. So, man, I'm, I've I've drank from that Infinity bottle and it's it's pretty dang good. Yeah, now, my, me personally, um, I saw a, a bottle the other day on Amazon and I'm like, man, I'm probably gonna get that bottle right there because I can get an Infinity, the Infinity symbol uh, with an anchor in it, kind of symbolize uh, Coast Guard, Coast Guard, and being a chief, and uh, that'd be my Infinity bottle. I'm not quite where Jim is on his collection. I think he's the man has a storeroom full of bourbon. Well, we have an understanding in the house here. I have two shelves on my bar cart. And uh, when there's room, I can put more bourbon on it. When there's no room, I need to stop buying. So if I'm able to pull a few bottles out and pour them into my infinity, that opens up some room. It does. <laughs> so <laughs> you, got, you got some pretty nice bottles over there. I guarantee. I always feel bad if I I take something, but I'd tell you if you ever get a chance to sit down with Jim and come over to his house and uh, he says, "Hey, let's let's go down to the basement and have a pour," you would not be disappointed because he's going to let you pour from anything on that cart and uh, open I, or not. I mean, if it's not open, we're going to open it. Yeah, it's uh to me that's what it's all about. Pretty this stuff right here is. I, I can't say enough about Heaven Hill and, and you know, so they they discontinued 
uh, Heaven Hill bottled and bond, right? They did the six year, right? But they're re releasing this this uh, coming up month. Uh, yeah, in October. So it, it is now October that you and I are sitting here. Now yeah. I'm not sure when this episode will come out, but um, yeah. So the Heaven Hill bottled and bond, the seven year, is released. Uh, I don't know all the states that it's released in. I can tell you this much. Kentucky is not one of them. Maybe maybe Tennessee was one of them. We, <laughs> we can get lucky enough. To pick um, up a I do know that they released in New York. Uh, they did release in Colorado. It just so happens that my son lives in Colorado. So I could I could probably reach out to him and have a bottle hidden this way pretty quick. But uh, we've got a lot more releases that are happening during the month, too, though. So you got Buffalo Trace's antique collection coming out, right? All the antique collection. So the William LaRue Weller, the Eagle Rare 17, the uh, Thomas H. Handy, the George T. Stagg, you know, the Sazerac, Rye. All of those are, are releasing this month. You got old big boy coming out, too, this month, right? You got the Pappy. Well, it's scheduled to come out this month. Um, usually it's kind of late in October when it comes out. Let's see what happens. Well, they, they want this weather to cool down. I think tomorrow's supposed to be pretty nice though. It's supposed to be in the seventies and a low of 52. So I think that's going to be pretty good. Yeah. And Forgate just released, um, their outer loop orbit last month. And then this month, uh, they're supposed to release their foundation, which is a, a 10 year Kentucky straight bourbon. So, um, kind of looking forward to that too. Their, their offerings have been pretty darn good now what i'm i'm excited about november's releases you yeah. got elijah craig coming out with both of their 18 and 23 year yeah i'm super excited and about those are that. those are you can get those i mean you just need to go down if you can't find them in your local store you can definitely get them at the gift shop so at their gift shop and folks if you haven't been down there they have a great gift shop great tour um probably one of the best tours i've ever been on um in at a distillery now, also in the month of October, we've got the little book number three, which is coming out as well, which is um, chapter three, I guess is what you would call it. And this time it's uh, it's a blend of their favorites. So this year it's going to be a blend of some uh, nine-year-old Knob Creek, uh, some nine-year-old Basil Hayden's, and a little bit of uh, 11-year-old Booker's and some 12-year-old Baker's. So Booker's, Baker's, Basil and Knob Creek all going into this year's little book. It's not going to last on the shelves. I'm telling you chapter three, little book <laughs> better. If you see it, you might want to grab it. So what you're saying is, is, you know, September's bourbon heritage month. Yeah. But really October's the big boy release month. It is October's the big month for releases. And you know, the, that'll bleed into November. You know, a lot of the stores will get that stuff and then they'll, They'll have, uh, you know, lotteries and release parties and other stuff to to let that stuff go out in November and even even into December as well. So that stuff, will it's going to be coming available throughout, you know, the rest of the year. Another thing that's coming out, and this is this is pretty cool. I can't talk too much about it, but in November, uh, Woodford Reserve is releasing their um, – uh, master's collection the next issue of the master's collection and i'll tell you this much i've already had it uh you know i had an opportunity to go into the rick house with elizabeth and we got to drill some barrels and one of the barrels we drilled was what is going into the bottle this year for the master's collection and uh it is absolutely phenomenal Going to knock your socks off. You better not say too much, Elizabeth. No, I'm, I'm she'll done. She put a whooping on you now. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything else, but I will say this much: look forward to this year's Masters Collection release. It's going to be something else. Well, Mike. So this is our last pour of the episode. What do you What do you got for me today? All right. So this is not something that you can just go out and buy at the store. This is something a little special. So this is a blend that I developed for myself. It was good. Let's call it Jim's house blend. I'd I'd probably call it, you know, you got a little age on you, you know. Yeah. I, I, wise like a little old wow. Yeah. So I old hoot, maybe? Yeah, that's the name of it. Old hoot. Old hoot. <laughs> old hoot. So this is old hoot. And uh I I honestly don't know how many blends I did before I came up with this. But at some point I arrived at this blend and I called it blend five A. And uh I've got, I've probably done a couple of cases of this so far. So I buy bottles 
from a bottle supplier and they're the same they're the same bottle as the the stag junior if you ever looked at these bottles you can see they're the same as a stag junior bottle and then i had a buddy of mine who used to design labels for blanton's for the blanton's bottles he designed this label for me and uh he he'd made a label that i could write on and everything it's really really sharp so this is kind of a thing that i do i blend this up a couple times a year and i give it out as gifts and you know because i gave you one of these bottles Man, for, I, for your birthday i can't thank you enough i that's i thought that was pretty special uh you know i came over here the other night to just shoot the shoot the crap of jim and we start talking he's like hey man i got something for you and he ran downstairs to the basement comes back and he has this bottle of i'm telling you it is it's it's golden darkness i don't know a nice amber to it so it is uh yeah so i so this particular bottle is blend 5a it's batch number two bottle seven of batch number two and it's a hundred proof now how do you know it's a hundred proof because when i put it together um i calculate very carefully based on the volumes that i had together what the proof is going to be at the end so this is a blend of uh it's a private blend of kentucky straight bourbon whiskey so everything that's in this is kentucky straight bourbon whiskey but Mike, no matter how much you ask me, I'm not going to tell you what the parts are in it. And the reason is, it's not because I'm trying to protect it or anything like that. I'm trying to make it special. I want it to be special. When I hand a bottle out to you, I want you to just wonder forever what the heck's in it. I don't want you to know what's in it. I bet I could guess a couple of things that are in there. All right. Well, you're welcome to guess all day long, but I'm not going to give you a nod of acknowledgement. So. It's It might have a little Wild Turkey 101 in there. Well, Wild Turkey 101 is my go-to, but that doesn't mean it's in here. So I think I can taste it in there. So why don't we go ahead and treat this like something we're tasting on air? Let's do it. And see what we come up with. Now I'm going for the nose first. I get sweet cherry, caramel, a little bit of oak. I get that cherry to it. Yeah. A little bit of something, a little bit darker, like raisins or something, but it's, um, it's not overly sweet, but it's got a fruit sweetness to it. Yeah, it, I wouldn't. <laughs> Whenever you you taste it, and I'm sure you have tasted this because you blended it, but I tasted it, and man, it's got a punch in the back. On the back end, it's got a punch, and that's why I said it's probably got a little bit of that wild turkey in it. Now it is, uh, yeah. So it's peppery on the back end a little bit. It's got a little bit of a. Uh, um, it carries that oak back there too, and that that kind of tannins a little bit, but it doesn't dry you out. No, I wouldn't. It, your mouth still, you know, you still got that. Hey, I, I can it lingers there for a while with you. So, what do you think about Jim's blend? I think Jim's blend. Let me let me think about this for a second. I can taste the honey in it a little bit. Little caramely goodness and stuff. That back end, you know, um, real peppery. Mm -hmm. um, it'll it'll definitely punch you in the mouth. As I, as I like to say. So does it taste like it's a hundred proof, or above or below? I'd say it, it's like a one ten. <laughs> yeah, it drinks a little bit warmer than it is, doesn't it? Yeah, that's one of the things I was surprised about. And it, and for me, you know. I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm a high proof kind of guy. I like the higher proof stuff. So when I was able to create a blend of my own liking that was only a hundred proof, but drank like one ten or one oh five or one oh eight or whatever, I was pretty pretty pleased with it. I think it's got a good oak flavor to it. I think it feels like it tastes. You know, it tastes like it's. If you had to put an age on this, if you had to say, hey, this is. Six year, this is eight year, this is ten year. What would you think? I don't know if I'd put age on it. I'd probably give it a give it a name. Yeah. I'd call it the Hank 
Hank Jr. bourbon. Hank Jr. Or something bourbon. like that. You know, like, you no, know, I think that Henry McKenna is like a Johnny Cash. Um, but then you got Hank Jr. that just kicked the stage lights out and must, must let her rip. <laughs> that's, that's this bourbon right here. It's pretty good bourbon. Maybe I think I, maybe I'll just start giving bourbons I drink country names. Well, guess what? You know, as long as you are my good friend and you're in my good graces, you're going to get a bottle of this every year. <laughs> so be good. Just be good. huh? <laughs> be good. Man, Jim, I, I think uh, you did. You did fine job on blending some whiskeys and I'm about to try to squeeze some of these out of you and see what uh see what you blended. You know, over the years, you'll, you'll let something slip. I don't think so. I think yeah. I already got one of them. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I would highly encourage Mike. I would highly encourage you to play a little bit with this. It's really fun to do. And and the same to any of our listeners. It's really fun to do because this is something that the distilleries cannot do. For example, and this has nothing to do with what we're drinking, but Knob Creek and Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond and um, Wild Turkey 101 are never going to release a mix, right? It's never going to happen. Don't, don't ever say never now. Well, they're not going to do it. But now you might see a master mix between Woodford Reserve and Old Forester. Well, they are owned by the same company. A little bit of Jack Daniels too, right? Well, you put a little bit of that in there. But, but – we're able to do some things in our personal blending at home that the distilleries can't do. We can bring together the positive notes of a Heaven Hill mash bill and a Knob Creek or Jim Beam mash bill in a Buffalo Trace mash bill. We can bring those together into a personal blend and make something that's totally ours. And, you know, throw it in a decanter. And when people come to your house, you pour it out. And you say, hey, this is my blend. And you're. You know, you're more than welcome to talk about what's in it. The only reason that I don't say what's in mine is so that that mystique is there when I hand it out as a gift. That's the reason. I want I want you to wonder what's in it. I don't want you to know what's in it. And I'm not trying to protect it. Honestly, I could care less. I just I just want you to feel like you're you're always searching for what those components are. Nah, hey, I get that. You know, that's kind of like doing a blind taste. You're searching for what it what it truly is, and you know, you, you get a little respect for it out of it. And hey, hopefully one day I will I'll create a, a blended weeded bourbon. Well, I would I would expect that from you. Yeah, there's going to be some weed in there somewhere. Always, always <laughs> some weed. I'm always searching for that next weeded bourbon or next weeded whiskey that just just will blow my socks off you know and hey we you got some ship to us right that's right we do i cannot wait to taste everybody look for a review in the future on that that bourbon i'm not going to tell you what it is um but i'm I'm hoping it is good as its um sister and brother's products there yeah so we don't we don't normally do reviews on the podcast we drink bourbon we talk about it a little bit but we don't necessarily review it it's for, you know, we're not giving it a points or a thumb up or saying go buy this or I wouldn't say we do that on the, the podcast itself. We're not you know, we're not other podcasts. We're not not bourbon experts or anything like that. And but I will write a review every once in a while and it's not your typical review. It's a little bit different, you know, it's cut to the chase. Cut to the chase. Let's talk about it. I always like to talk a little bit about history or yeah. Um there's a there's always a story behind bourbon, and if I think the bourbon tastes good, and I, if it's a great bourbon, I'm gonna make that bourbon sound sexy. I'm yeah. gonna make you want to drink it. Yeah, um, and that's that's that art of I guess writing or something. Um, yeah. So I mean, if anybody is that listens to our podcast have not gone to our web page and read our articles, uh, Mike write some pretty darn good articles. I appreciate that. Um, you know, he he kind of dives into each one of our guests a little bit and and kind of explores and talks about, you know, because there are people, honestly, let's face it, there are people who do not listen to our podcast that do read our blogs. So, you know, it's a it's another outlet for us. I think what I'd like to for us is um and me and Jim have talked about this is there's bourbon drinkers. There's people that just 
they'll focus on that, drink it neat. But I'm looking for that fringe person, that person that's like, you know, I'd like to try that, but I've probably been burnt by whiskey in the past or I didn't drink it properly in the past. And that's that person we want to bring back into our, our culture. You know, and that's how I think that's how bourbon survives, you know, because are, are we riding a wave right now? Are we at the top of that wave? Um, is it going to is it the boom going to bust pretty soon here? Or can we bring in those fringe people and let them taste what we're tasting? All right. So, Mike, we we've been drinking a few bourbons here tonight. And this has been an episode that's just been about you and me hanging out as pals sitting in the basement this is something that just you and I are doing. And I think we'd like to implore our listeners to do a couple of things. One, we'd love for you guys to check out the bourbon roadies. Come on to our closed Facebook group, ask to join, come on in, say hi, introduce yourself and uh, tell us what you've been drinking lately. Uh, We'll interact with you. We'll have a good time. The second thing we'd like you to do Uh, If you enjoy the podcast and you think we're doing a good job is to go into the review section of your podcast app and give us a review. We'd just like to hear from you. We'd like to know what you think about what the bourbon road is doing. You know, if you, if you like the direction we're going you enjoy our shows, if it's something that you think uh, you can support, we'd love to hear it from you. Tell us, tell us, let us know. Good feedback, bad feedback. I'll tell you what, if you got bad feedback, go on our website, send us a contact form. Let us know what you'd like to change. If you've got good feedback, put it on put it on iTunes for us. Put it on your podcast app. Let them know uh, that you enjoy what we're doing. And, and, and that will let other people know that uh, we're out here and uh, we're doing a good thing. Follow us on, on Instagram, too. You know, go to at the Bourbon Road. Um, or find me at one big chief or uh, Jay Shannon 63. Follow us, uh, leave us comments. So you see our episodes or you see our usually a daily post on there or find one of our stories. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think. Uh, you'll see some pretty interesting uh, stuff on there. Sometimes you'll see me talking uh, on a live video. Of, we might be out on the bourbon road and we're, we're finding something new that, that you might interact be interested in doing while you're out uh, doing distillery tours or we're out eating somewhere and having a great old fashioned or something. Um, and we're, we're very approachable. So if you're in Louisville, you're down here and you're visiting the town, we'd love to hear from you. You know, we'd love to share a dram with you out in town. If that, if that's possible, uh, we're, we're trying to build a very close relationship with our listeners. So if you guys will take that first step and reach out to us, I think you'd be surprised. I think the other thing I'd, I'd like to throw out there is if you like our podcast and you like our uh, blogs and our reviews on Instagram and you like that kind of stuff and you have a friend uh, that listens to podcast and likes to drink bourbon or is fixing to take a trip to Kentucky, say, hey, I got a podcast you might want to listen to. These two fellows right here, are uh, they just sit down and shoot it straight. That's right. Well, Mike, we've had four great bourbons tonight. The last one, kind of special, a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, but all good. All good. From the start to the finish, I've enjoyed them all. Well, and I hope we get to do this at least every month or two. Be fun. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, let's uh, let's finish this bourbon up. We'll go eat some wings there in Shelbyville and drink a couple beers or drink some bourbon there at the Barrel Room and uh, enjoy our evening with our wives. How about what you say? That sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. We do appreciate all of our listeners, and we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with us here on the Bourbon Road. We hope you enjoyed today's show, and if so, we would appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate us a five-star with a review on iTunes. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Bourbon Road. That way you'll be kept in the loop on all The Bourbon Road happenings. You can also visit our website at thebourbonroad.com to read our blog, listen to the show, 
or reach out to us directly. We always welcome comments or suggestions. And if you have an idea for a particular guest or topic, be sure to let us know. And again, thanks for hanging out with us.